What's up? Welcome to the Paper Room Podcast. Yes. We have with us Isha McGee. Yes. Nagera. Nagera. McGee. McGee. Change your last name. And Pastor Nick <laughs> Maddox. Yes. My name is Danny. Excited for today. Thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out with us. Hopefully you offered other Paper Room episodes in the past. If not, go check those out. Uh, our desire and goal here is to help young adults navigate the craziness of life. Uh, so we just come on here and we chat and we just talk about uh, things that are happening in culture, things that are happening in the church, uh, but also uh, really just pushing each other towards Jesus. That's always our main goal. Uh, but before getting to some uh, crazy, cool, and serious conversation, uh, quick question, Pastor Nick. Oh, man. How's your fantasy football team doing? So, it's a little rough right now. Okay. I made a few trades that, you know. It's only week four or week five now. We're going yeah, to I made five. some trades that didn't, you know, I thought they would work out. They mm. didn't work out. But then I made another trade that seemed to right, you know, right the wrongs of my okay. past. What's your record? I'm two and two. Two and two. So it's still yeah, early. You're right there. Yeah. yeah, it's still early. Yeah, you know, okay. I'm, I'll be in the playoffs and and probably Come in on. the semifinals. Oh, all right. Oh, we'll all right. see. Confident. How many leagues are you in? Just one. I can only handle one. I only got enough bandwidth for one right now. You're in one league. Okay, cool. You in 57, ain't you? Uh, I, well, so initially <laughs> going into the season, I was like, all right, three leagues max. And then I had two people text me, hey, do you have openings in any of your leagues? And I said, no, but I'm down to start another one. Uh, <laughs> so, um. so like the last week before the season started, uh, yeah, I started two leagues. Uh, but it's been fun. That's too yeah. many drafts. And me? Currently, <laughs> I'm in the playoffs in Go all hands. of them. So. Go hands. But, <laughs> so you're not in fantasy football, right? Mm-mm. But your husband is. Yes. And I don't know, if, do you all talk about fantasy football at all? Like, did, nope. Okay, well, <laughs> let me inform you. In one league, he is 0-4. So he has not won a game yet. But he will. Okay. I don't know if he will, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, Believe the best, bro. Uh, he just gave me his best player first off yesterday. So I'll oh. say that. Uh, okay. And then another league, I think he he's like one and three. Him, but yeah. we can, we can I didn't take him. That. He offered me the trade. I'll say that. But uh, but maybe you should like help Ben out. Just, I don't know. Yeah. You did. I'm pretty good I think you did fairly decent in the March Madness tournament by just choosing based on like mascots and stuff. So yeah. find a way to help him out I with did. his team. It's a good strategy. Because um, he needs mm-hmm. help. All right. Uh, I love fantasy football. If you play, uh, let us know how you're doing. Uh, but on Tuesday nights uh, for young adults, we've been in this sermon series, even on Sunday mornings, uh, called Saints Together. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's been a really uh, just powerful series so far. I think we're three weeks into it, three <coughs> sessions Three into weeks it. for young adults, but we're almost over in our church gathering. Yeah, on the church gathering for Sundays, we're talking more about like the community aspect on mm-hmm. uh, for young adults. We're, we're literally just walking through 1 Corinthians, uh, which is where the phrase came from, Saints Together, uh, from the ESV version. Uh, but looking at uh, just the life of the local church, church uh the the good the bad the ugly everything the spicy uh, the spicy the messiness saying, of the church spicy. uh and i love how you say it it's it's uh uh you say like the the miracle of the mess or how do you say well, it the church i say the church is a messy miracle as a messy miracle what, yeah mm-hmm. uh because it's a beautiful organization that we're called to be a part of as believers of jesus uh but but it, it's also humans you know so it's yeah. gonna be mess it's gonna be you know sin that enters in the culture is gonna yeah. creep in uh and so but I love what the Apostle Paul does in building up First Corinthians is before addressing the mess of the church, he reminds them of who they are, which That's is right. you're called mm-hmm. to be saints, right? right. Uh, this is who you are because of Jesus. Um, and so that reminder is powerful before addressing the mess, I think is, is extremely important. That's good. Um, and so, but then he goes on, you know, right away. All right. There's division among you. Here's why. Yeah. Uh, and so we've kind of talked about that. Uh, but last night uh, we had a, a guest speaker at Young Adults, Dr. Hebbard. Dr. Hebbard. Mm-hmm. 
did a phenomenal job. She's of, one of the spiritual mothers of our young adult ministry. Yes. And so yeah. that's one of the things that, that we, we don't just have a young adult ministry full mm-hmm. of young adults. We like to have spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers yeah. that, that come in and, and pop in from time to time. And so we consider her a spiritual mother. Amen. So mm-hmm. I will say this. Like, so she's very quiet. You know, so for young adults on Tuesday, she comes in, she pops in the back, she hangs mm-hmm. out, and she'll talk to a couple of girls that she's that she's met. But if you're a girl listening and you come to Tuesday night, like go talk to her more, right? Just yeah. go and hours. hang out with her. Yeah. She's also part of our office hours. You can schedule opportunities to hang out with her. Uh, maybe you got a paper that you need help grading. She right. Mm-hmm. She right. She's the. She teach on right. She's got a lot of uh, accolades, yeah. uh, but but she did an awesome job last night breaking down First uh, Corinthians chapter five, which is a, a very rough chapter. Really, First Corinthians five through seven is like. It gets messy. It's mess. Yeah. Uh, and I love what she said. She says, what happens in Corinth stays in Corinth, right? And so she's got the little Vegas rule in Corinthians. Uh, but she did a good job of just talking about immaturity and immorality, uh, breaking down uh, of what the spiritually immature uh, lifestyle looks like versus, versus what the spiritually mature lifestyle looks like. Uh, I thought it was really good. And I want to um, say something because, you know, every healthy church there needs to be a spectrum of the mature mm-hmm. and immature. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's going, I think. That if you is only a, have mature people, you're not growing as a church because you you're not you bringing anybody reach, else Exactly. In. So, yeah. so a healthy church is going to have a spectrum of mature and immature people. Yeah. But immorality, mm. that's, that's a no-go. Yeah. And and so that kind of is going to get into what we speak about today. Yeah. So let, let oh so here's what we're going to go today, uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about last night. Uh, but some of the conversations we want to get into in today's uh, episode is is how do we respond as Christians to uh, the kind of the cancel cultural world that we live in, uh, but more specifically within like the church culture of things that have gone on um, just recently past couple of years you know the exposures of 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 high capacity leaders se- uh, senior pastors mm. celebrity pastors to kind of quote uh, that phrase uh, but what all- not just how do we respond, but what does restoration look like? What does mm. discipline look like, mm. uh, especially within the local uh, church organization? Because um, that's what you get into in First Corinthians chapter five of the Apostle Paul talking about church discipline, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know it's it's hard to to kind of get into that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but also, how do we protect people uh, while also loving those who made sinful decisions, I think, is a, is a wrestling of, of something we have to do, of protecting the people that God has called us to oversee and to, mm. to lead, uh, but also you know, loving the, the immature and mm. the immoral mm. people. Um, how do we love them well as well? But ca- kind of starting off really quick, um, love to just talk about last night. You know, we built it up a little bit, Dr. Hebert's message on First uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Um, what do you guys think? What, what what are some things that maybe you got out of that uh, message from last night? Um, yeah, I just love the her teaching aspect to, I mean, like we we teach and we learn and we dive into scripture, but uh, literally she's a teacher, so yeah. she comes in with her slides or she comes <laughs> in with her her jokes with mm-hmm. you know like these are the facts and she listed out the facts of of the Corinthian church and yeah. who the people were and what Paul's duty was and his his uh, feelings as well like she taught us that so it really felt like we were like sitting there engaged like yeah. learning and it was it was different and it was very good yeah that's I good it was it. An anointed lecture yeah almost. yeah I mean really yeah yeah, I know one, one of our desires was because you know Dr. Hebert has been a part of different panel sessions and things like that and in a panel session, you don't have enough time. Uh, and every time she talks, um, you know, she's very calm in the way she speaks. Um, and, and we wanted to give her more time. So mm-hmm. we said, you're taking a whole night, you know, 
give us a lesson. Um, you know, one of the things, um, and I would, like I said already, but she broke down really well. Like, this is what an immature person looks like. This is what a mature Christian yes. looks like. Yeah, um, and so if you if you have these characteristics, there's something you need to work on. This is the goal right here yeah. on this side. Um, but also talking about like immorality needs to be called out. Like, yeah. like we can't just allow it to just gloss over that. Um, and that's kind of what Paul was talking about. And so uh, just really cool uh, as she built that up. And so we want to dive a little bit deeper into that topic um, of church discipline, of, of how we respond uh, in this cancel culture type of world. Uh, and so uh, kind of starting from a cultural perspective, uh, so much has happened over the past couple oh, of years, man. couple of months. <laughs> uh, if, if you're on Twitter uh, and somebody is trending, uh, you almost assume like it's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think you said this yet like oh someone's i forgot who it was but you're like someone's trending and then it's like you almost assume that it's bad but then yeah prayerfully it's something good but you don't yeah, know it's either either they turn into a meme yeah or, or they involved in a scandal right or yeah, yeah. You just, yeah, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but so much has happened in, in, in the world of our ministry leaders, uh, celebrity pastors, but reminding us that like those are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Like mm-hmm. we don't know them personally, maybe, uh, but if they have made a, a genuine decision of following Jesus, like they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And yes. so, uh, but they have been exposed uh, for their sin. Uh, you think about just high capacity pastors and leaders, but also uh, big organizations. You know, mm-hmm. you have uh, the podcast that came out, the rise and fall of Mars Hill, where mm-hmm. everything that took place uh, at that church um, and their leadership uh, was just kind of exposed by somebody who was a part of that organization. Yeah. Uh, but then you have the Hillsong documentary that yeah. got released a couple of months ago yeah uh did you guys watch that i I didn't okay i didn't either i watched it okay i didn't watch it uh if it was on netflix i probably would have seen it Uh, i know but it's just like i don't know what discovery plus is and i don't want a whole (laughs) nother thing it kind of got redundant yeah uh so i i didn't watch it but but i know that it was a big deal uh just you know i do want to say something let me put a pause right here for everybody you know because i see i follow twitter and you know a lot of people like oh this is why i don't go to church and Mm -hmm. that's not why you don't go to church you weren't wow. going to church before the documentary came out. Right. right. You weren't yeah. you didn't you know, you weren't going to church before you found out who Mars Hill was. Right. Or who Mark Driscoll was. Like, that ain't why you're not going to church. Right. Okay. Yeah. I do think now I say all that to say, I do think the church, we must present Jesus uh in a in a in a better light. We have got we have got to stop doing things yeah. that bring you know, shame and, sure. and, and and give the enemies of God cause the blaspheme to yeah. borrow That's good. a phrase from, you know, um, the Old Testament. But I just wish people would stop saying, saying that's why I am. This why I don't go to church because you wasn't going before the yeah. God yeah. came out. And, 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 yeah, and I understand too because there's just a lot that, that goes on. But yeah, you can't use that as an excuse for your personal reasons for not going type of thing. Uh, but yeah, and so there's a lot of that. Those organizations, and even more recently, uh, with the high capacity worship leader of of some of of a worship team of songs that you're probably singing in your church or at yeah. minimum listening, yeah. you know, on your drive type of thing of someone who uh, was asked to step down from their their worship team. Um, and so kind of before getting into how maybe we think Christians should respond to all of that stuff, um, what has been some of your like initial responses when you maybe see something on Twitter of like, hey, this pastor, this happened, this person has to step down, this person was exposed, et cetera, et cetera. Like what's been some of like just your heart and mind uh, initial response in those moments? Can we be real honest? Be real, please. Wait, the notification has not popped up. <laughs> I'm gonna be real, real quick. Um, in our flesh, you know, our first thoughts, our first 
Uh, but what do you feel? Reactions, like my me in my Isha flesh. McGee. <laughs> I I see some things and I hear things like that um, from people who claim to be believers, and I just think that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. That is so dumb. Yeah. You know, and I feel I don't feel angry most of the time because I don't, I don't I'm not connected to them personally, so it's yeah. it's less of a yeah. um, you know like a di- personal disappointment, but more of like a you asked for you you know what you were going into when you accepted the call to ministry. You know that people were going to be looking at you. Your purpose and your calling was to grow a church or to mm. um, be on a platform of some kind, and so you should expect eyes to be on you at all wow, times yeah. and so with that expectation you should you, say, you know you stupid. should have that expectation to like all right i need to do everything possible to make sure that i'm walking in the right sure. light you know just like we all should but yeah. um it just the first the first thought the first reaction is like where was the accountability right, right? and exactly. we're so quick to point at others who are you know up in a high church or a mega church and things like that um, and say, you know, like, oh, well, where was the accountability? Where was the discipleship? And and we don't hardly ever look toward ourselves and our Come local on. church. Like, do, am I being held accountable? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, sometimes we, we do think that on ourselves, but that's usually the first, like, man, like, it feels like a letdown. It, mm-hmm. it does. That's the first yeah. response. Yeah, I, you know, I certainly get that. Like, man, that was dumb. What did you expect? Um. Another thing I think when I when I see this is, you know, I get grieved mm-hmm. because, you know, I think of that person's impact and that person's influence. And then I think of the the influence of the church in mm-hmm. a, in an in an already um in an already antagonistic climate. Mm-hmm. This is not helping. You know, I I, I say that. And then I I get, you know, honestly, I get fearful because I'm like, you know, I I got 400 followers on Instagram. Don't nobody care about me on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's fine. But I I think of just the the influence of my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, like, I'm still living, like, and this is a prayer I pray all the time, and it's a short, simple prayer. And I'm like, Lord, help your boy. Like, yeah. help me. Help me to stay close to you. Help me to walk. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got a long way to go. And I think that. Like, man, mm-hmm. I got a long way to go. All it takes is, you know, uh, one moment, a lapse of of common sense. And right. that's where I am as well so yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i feel all of those things and 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 yeah yeah I, th- I mean for me it's it's pretty similar to a lot of grieving um i'm probably on the side of and this we'll kind of get into later but um of overextending with grace versus um you know becoming angry or upset i guess uh you know not really like believing the best depending on the situation but uh but yeah and and specifically with two of of kind of somewhat more recently in the past couple of years and, and a month ago or so, um, of pastors' names that have been dropped, you know, with their exposure, um, to where I was like, man, like like that dude? Like, come yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Um, like, I've been reading that guy for a long time. Um, and so, you know, it, it is difficult, 
at the same time, like 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 they are human. It, it can yeah. happen to any one of yeah. us. Yeah. We 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 have to be you know on display or whatever all the time. But but there's gonna be a moment where we slip, and I and I yeah. pray that. Mm-hmm. That we have the accountability to not slip, you know. Too and we far talk about it all the time. You know, it's either a sermon, a song, or a scandal. Yeah, that's gonna like that'll. You know, yeah. I think you're always one decision away from a completely different life. Woo! I like Taco Bell. You can decide <laughs> to go to Taco Bell at a certain hour of the night, Taco and that Be- decision could I think alter Taco your Bell week. Any time of day <laughs> is not the best decision. But yeah, yeah. like in all seriousness, that could right. happen. To anybody yeah so it's it's you know it's difficult when you see all that and and i think it affects um how how the outside church culture you know now then views the church or people who are struggling with attending church like you said now they almost use that as like well that's why i don't go because yeah. of you know people mm-hmm. are fake but you know i think about like like this is not a new thing you know no. it's 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 a probably a more exposed thing because mm-hmm. of the reality of social media mm-hmm. uh but it's not a new thing um I think about how the disciples responded when they heard about Judas, you know, mm. somebody who walked with them so closely, who was following yeah. Jesus, who was listening and looking at Jesus, but yet who betrayed Jesus. Um, you know, how did, like, did, like I, I wonder what that grieving was like when like, yeah. man, did you hear about what happened to Judas? You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but then they also remind us of like, we're, we're still on mission. Let's continue to move forward. Let's gotta, continue to preach the gospel. Moving. And we gotta, we still have, you know, a mission to go after. And so, uh, but when I think about, you know, these organizations or these ministry leaders, these high capacity pastors who have written books and multiple sermons, and maybe have had impact on, on our lives, you know, through, through our growth and our relationship with Jesus because of their resources. Uh, but also think about when we see these organizations, become exposed through a documentary, which let me, I also want to pause and say this. I think that the scandals are being glamorized in our culture right now too, uh, to where it's like, man, let's, let's expose them. Let's make a podcast. Sure. Let's make a documentary. Mm-hmm. Let's do all that stuff, which is, I think it's important to expose what's going on. But when I see all these resources being put out of exposure, it's not doing anything of, of, of restoration. Mm-hmm. It's just well, can putting I, it out there. Can yeah. I give my little two cents about this? Here's my little two cents. Okay. Um, a lot of these huge organizations, personalities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people that get exposed at that level, they've pursued that level of notoriety. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, it's kind of like what I talked about last night. Like if you build a platform, you on Good Morning America, you mm-hmm. you America's pastor, you you know you Bieber's pastor, you all okay. And you on the gram, and you and you're kind of at a point now to where you're transcending the local church, and you're transcending, you know, if there's even a such thing, you're transcending the sphere of 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 you know kingdom culture, church culture. You know, right, yeah. you 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 get out there, you know, not in a bad way, you know, but when something happens, that's where you're gonna catch it from. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I don't expect the world to restore. No, yeah. Like, Not you know, all. I expect right. I expect Discovery Plus to produce the grimiest, sleaziest sure. documentary. Yeah. I don't expect them to pursue restoration because right. that ain't they call. Right. You know what I'm saying? They call to make their documentaries, sure. make their movie. They, I mean, after mm-hmm. all, they got... Look at what they do for reality shows. Right. So, no, that's that's what they're called to do. And I mean more from the perspective of the church culture. 
like how we respond as Christians, you know, because I like I remember looking at one of the one of the pastors who got exposed. Uh, I saw on social media a lot of people, a lot of Christians and Christian pastor leaders say, "I told you so, I knew it, I called it." What? Which is like, I but here's it. what I and I'm with you on that. And I, I mean, I don't like the guys that be like, "I told you so." Guys, but we shouldn't celebrate the fact that somebody fell. No, but I don't know if they. I, I don't think we should celebrate. Right. But but what I'm saying is, I do think somewhere along the line, these the guys that were like, "I told you so" or something. Mm-hmm. Before they wrote a blog about this pastor, they should have called him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, um, for a lot of them, they can't. <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. they... But why? Yeah. Because these guys transcend right. the local church. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. For you sure. Know, I yeah. think this gets into our celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even in Christianity, like, this is what I like to say. And I could be wrong, but this is Nick's, this is Nick's theology, Okay. Humanity makes celebrities. Mm-hmm. God makes stars. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think we can question that there are certain people in their generation that are, you know, uniquely anointed by God as a star in their generation, and 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 God elevates them, raises raises them up. We see this from Scripture: Peter, Paul. Yeah, you know, guys, they, they're stars. They're trying kingdom to test their garments. Stars, yes, they're kingdom stars. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what do we see in Acts happen? Men want to make them celebrities, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they want to bow down and worship them. But, that happens in Corinthians, right? Yeah, about, yeah, but what do they do? They resist it, right? Yeah. And what I'm saying is. A lot of these guys, when they fall, they fall so hard because they haven't resisted mm-hmm. the celebrity enough, mm. I think. That makes sense, yeah. You know. I got you. Oh, so here's a question I want to ask. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so you, think you didn't about, ask the question yet? Not yet, no. God. Uh, all these organizations, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> we did all that. But do we cancel the resources that maybe they put out? You know, when, when I think about the exposure of Hillsong documentary and everything that happened, obviously Hillsong worship is a powerful resource over the past several decades of content that they're releasing, putting out that so many local churches are singing. And so like, like you know, do you guys think like, one, should we not sing their songs at at our services anymore? Uh, should we not listen to their songs on Spotify? Because in mm-hmm. doing that, you're, you're giving them... Um, what, like financial, sure. you know, equity building there. When Joker stopped reading you know. Jonathan Edwards, I'll stop listening to him. So <laughs> that's my answer. I actually had a conversation about this at dinner last night after the message because there was some questions that people were just like, you know, my friends were asking, like, okay, so what about this, and how does the well, how see, do you I discipline this? And yeah. so we got we got talking about it, and and a few of them didn't really know about this recent um, uh, thing with this worship leader that that they had been listening to their music or some of them didn't even know who they were. Um, but, uh, I saw that their faces began to get sad when Mm. they found out some things or things that were just accusations. And then they were like, Oh, so if I have like their music on my Spotify, they're Mm. asking, you know, should I like take that off or should I not listen to them? And I said, you know, like, there's this is this is not new. This has happened before with like right. another church where like yeah. stuff came out and videos and you know just stuff is exposed. And I remember taking off all their songs on on right. my Spotify, and now there's some there again. again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So how did those songs end up back there? And and I what I told them was, 
I think that as long as there is biblical sound doctrine behind what you are listening to and believing and being taught, then you're being fed the word. Another thing, Christians got to stop being so reactionary. Yeah. If the song blessed you when you ain't (laughs) know nothing about them, don't let what you know about them now hinder what I believe is God actually working Mm -hmm. through that person. The gifts are without repentance. So, you know, old folks used to say in church, you know, God can take crooked sticks and hit a straight lick. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, so, you know, broken crayons still color, right? Right. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to be so reactionary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I said when Joker stopped reading Jonathan Edwards, We'll, we'll we'll have the hill song discussion. I was gonna ask you to flesh it out a little bit more, but but um, if you don't know who Jonathan Edwards is, he's a theologian of what the 1700s. Um, he was a like Puritan, yeah. Um, great so, old dude. Great, great, great resources. Great, yeah. But I, I, yeah, so I think about and that. I still read them. Yes, <laughs> um, I think about that because it's like um, because of how easily it is to be exposed in our culture. The information's out there quick. Oh man, it's really hard to know the bad side or the exposing side a dead guys. of a dead guy. Come on, of, Doc. Of the 1700s, of the 1500s, mm-hmm. of those old theologians that we hold so high mm-hmm. because of their rich writings of theology, mm-hmm. but we don't realize that they were probably a drunkard. <laughs> Say that one more time. And so, mm-hmm. it, but because we don't dive deep into the history of who mm-hmm. they are, but. So yeah, so so going back to the the question of like, should we not read somebody who, when folks stop reading you know, Luther, we'll have a conversation. And right. what you don't know, you don't know. Also, yeah. like, right. we don't know the mm-hmm. person that we're letting lead us <laughs> in every single day of life. Like, we don't know really what's going on. So but that's but we're why still you, letting that's God. Why believers have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I go back to you know Psalm fifty one. It's it's so many people's favorite psalm. And I heard uh, Jackie Hill Perry say something that was so cold. And I said, man, that is really good when you think about it. She said, think about this. Mm-hmm. David wrote that psalm of repentance about his own mess right. that was meant to be sang in public worship. Right. Exactly. And like, so it's like it. we're not gonna not read Psalm 51 because of David, David's mm. mishap. Right. right? Mm. We study it. We, we put it on shirts. We, you know, we internalize that one because it's scripture. And, and so that, that's kind of where I land. It's like, man, like, okay, I'm going to listen to this song. I might read this book from this person who, whatever, whatever. Uh, but it's like, I'm going to read that as a resource. I'm not studying that as the, in the same way I would internalize and study scripture. Come on, man. And so mm-hmm. just being careful with the content you're intaking, is it biblical? Is it going to help you grow in your faith? Type yeah, of stop thing? being reactionary. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I think And, and I another think thing, people will go into yeah. theological contortions to, to affirm and still support the people they like in their tribe. Right. Yeah. I remember reading a blog about, you know, from, from a, a great man of God, but he was, he was, he was so trying to uncancel, you know, mm-hmm. one of these old dead theologians. And I said, yeah. man, He's not even exercising this same theological application of grace to right. a living saint right now. Right. But he's trying to do it for a dead guy. Right. So, you know, that's me. Yeah, and, and just kind of like people defend what they want to defend. Um, Say that one more time. I had too. that on, on Facebook one time where, 
you know, a person was kept bashing a specific organization, and I, I'd never like to get into like comment stuff, but it was it was kind of <laughs> got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm just gonna comment something because this person yeah. keeps doing it, and I'm just yeah. I just want to say something, um, and and I read a comment like, well, then what should I listen to if I can't listen to this specific band because of who they are, or whatever, uh, and he threw out another organization. He's like, man, I listen to them; these guys are good. And I was like, don't you know that they were also in a scandal? <laughs> <laughs> a big one. A big one. And he was like, I didn't know that. Let me research it more. It's mm. like, bro, like you're putting up all this content on someone you're researching to try to expose them, but you're not even trying to research mm. the people you listen to. He's still going to listen to And so it's just like, like, yeah, like don't be reactionary, I think is the most important thing. Uh, but that's like kind of a big um, faraway sphere. We're talking about yeah. organizations of people we don't know personally. Mm. And what I, what I love about 1 Corinthians 5 is that Paul is addressing people that he knows, right? So this kind of comes down uh, at some point to a local level, mm-hmm. uh, which is the topic of church discipline. Like, how do we address stuff uh, when it comes to people that, that we know, that we're close to? Like, that's going to hurt a little bit more uh, than a pastor that we read or we listen to his podcast uh, type of thing when we don't really know them in a personal way. Um, and so I love that Paul addresses this, right, mm-hmm. in 1 Corinthians. Uh, yeah. And he uses very, like, kind of stark language, um, you know, looking at, First uh, Corinthians five thirteen, uh, God judges outside outsiders, but remove the evil person from among you. Right, and so there's this reality of of immorality within the church uh, that God sees as a very serious issue to where mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul writes us to the church and saying, hey, if you are claiming to be a brother and sister in Christ, but you also are sexually immoral or you're greedy or idolater or verbally abusive, a drunkard, a swindler, do not even eat with those people, right? Uh, and then removing them from from the, the congregation, I guess, uh, from remove the evil person from among you. So now kind of getting into uh, this question of, of Locally, we can't do anything about what those what those outside organizations, but we can. No. Um, you know, we're called to steward who God has put us over here, uh, specifically at our local church, con- uh, you know, congregation. Um, but asking this question of why do you think church discipline is important and all that? Well, and I necessary. think we can take our eyes off of like church discipline for a second and think of like God's discipline Mm. because it, it's a funnel, like, you know, um, but I think discipline, that word has a lot of negative, scary connotations to it. Um, and so people I think, um, are upset when, when the church does, um, follow through with church discipline, um, because they have a, um, that perspective over discipline in general, the negative. Uh, even from, yeah, the mm-hmm. negative, even from God. But what we should understand is that God's discipline is a discipline of, of love. He disciplines us because he loves us. Right. That's right. Yeah. He's a father right. and, and any loving father who wants their, their child to walk in a path that is worthy, that is Ooh. righteous is going to, correct and guide and it's going to hurt and it's going to sting and it's going to it's pruning it's taking things out that 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 are hindering us and and hindering that walk that we should be walking but it's out of love it's so that we can he can rebuild us it's it's him tearing things out so that he can put more of him back in that's awesome and so that that perspective, that view of, of God's discipline, that he loves us when we feel conviction, when we feel that we're not um, following his standards, we can view that as love. So instead of us, um, you know, kind of categorizing like love is like only gentle, kind words mm-hmm. that affirm <laughs> actions, 
it's also, hey, I want you to be the best that you can be. And right now what's happening around you or in you is not the best. And so we got to take that out and it's going to hurt. But it's because I love you. That's good. And And that's why it's important. The core of discipline. Where there is no discipline, there is no love. Yeah, that's good. And we talk about God as a loving God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Discipline. Right, exactly. Like if God is a loving God and that that is a true reality, then Mm -hmm. that means that discipline will also be present in a community that flows in the mm-hmm. love of God, in mm-hmm. a community that lives out the love of God. And so yeah. that's why it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think just kind of pastorally, um, you know, one of the calls that a pastor has is to protect a sheep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically protecting sheep from wolves, right? Um, and one of the things the Apostle Paul addresses a lot in, in local church discipline is, is the removal of like false teachers and mm-hmm. false prophets because they're preaching a false theology, right? Um, and, and so it's, it's the protection of the sheep who are prone to stray, you know, um, of what they're listening to, the content they're t- that they're taking, and also in. the removal of false Christians. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's you know, yeah. that's the painful one, and mm-hmm. you know, we always say we don't know a person's heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know a person's heart, but you know, I can I can discern your heart by the things that you say out your mouth, how you by live your life, yeah. by the fruit, yeah, yeah. And so you know, we're we're yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, just kind of considering that in in totality, I guess. Um, one of the beauties of church discipline also shows like the the beauties of church membership. Like yes. our hope is that you would not just be an attender of church, uh, where you show up on a Sunday, you show up 15, 20 minutes late, where you catch a little bit of worship, you hear the sermon, mm-hmm. and you bounce. Uh, but but you would be involved in the life of the local church, uh, which is why here for for BT we we see church membership as a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we offer membership classes over like on on. You know, consistently yeah. throughout the semesters, yeah. uh, where we lay out our theology, what we believe in, how you can be a part of this, etc. Uh, but there's also a standard of a biblical standard that we call every single membership to pursue, um, because it's it's an important thing to be a part of the body of Christ. It's it's our calling as believers of saints together. Um, so when you see a discipline taking place, it's also showing the beauty of church membership. Yeah. Uh, that that these group of people who are following Jesus are called to be set apart. They're called to look different from the world. Mm-hmm. And when you allow the culture to creep in and you start looking like the culture, then you're not going to reach the culture, right? Um, and so that's that's part of the big call of the local church is, is you're called to stand out, to set apart, to be the salt and light type of thing. Um, and it's important to address when somebody in your local body who is claiming to be a believer, maybe even a member of that church, uh, is living outside of what that mm-hmm. lifestyle should mm-hmm. look like. Um, but I go back to just the, the shepherd. Uh, it's it's protection, you know, protecting your flock. Yeah, and uh, that's one aspect of it. Yeah. I, I, I like it because, you know, I think of, you know, some elements involved in church discipline is, of course, prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a church should not try to discipline a person that they don't pray for or pray with or, you know, take some time to enter into a relationship with them. That's good. To Mm. to pray. And then uh, there's, there's persuasion. You want to persuade that person. Mm. You, so uh, this is a process. You want to persuade with, with truth. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to persuade with presence um, you want to persuade, uh, you know, with with, I, I guess, you know, providing opportunities to kind of right the wrongs. Right, you know, yeah. this is not just, um, yeah. 
you know, this is not just one day I look at Isha and say, you under church discipline. No, but there's prayer and persuasion. And mm-hmm. then and then we're called to pursue. We're called to pursue the person who is who is wavering or or yeah. you know. Um even, it, it's always for the goal of restoration. Yeah, saving. even yeah. you you pursue them and you pursue them by warning them. Mm-hmm. You pursue them by, you know, like I said, taking time again. You pursue them with gentleness. Mm-hmm. But but you you must pursue them, and then we gotta protect. Yeah. And so at that level, I think when you what you were talking about, this deals with the removal mm-hmm. because we're protecting the overall flock, right? From you, and also protecting the name of Jesus. Yes. Which I think you brought it up earlier that that when stuff like this happens in the culture, then it 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 allows people outside of the church culture to like see or that the name of Jesus is lessened, the church is lessened. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm going to get thing. that. I, yeah. after, I'm just thinking, and this is not, this is not a linear mm-hmm. process, but I mean, it could be, but you know, when you protect and you remove that person and, and you're also protecting that person kind of from themselves to, mm-hmm. to think that I can claim Christ and live in right. any kind yeah, of way. Exactly. Like, Oof, man. Dr. Herbert asked that at the very beginning. She said, how many of y'all know a non-Christian who lives a moral life? Everybody mm-hmm. That was a great question. <laughs> and then how many of y'all know She's a like, Christian don't answer. who lives an immoral, <laughs> immoral life? That was a great question. I was like, oh. Yeah. And so- um, But then the yeah. final, the, the kind of final element of church discipline for me is, is to present. Mm-hmm. To present a more faithful expression of Jesus Christ. Mm. And so what that looks like when we- when we present a more faithful expression of Jesus Christ, it's we uphold his grace and truth. We uphold his love and holiness. Right. Like we do both of those things as we walk out church discipline because the same apostle Paul that wrote about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, he writes to them again mm-hmm. in 2 Corinthians and he says, hey, this brother that we turned over to Satan, this brother that we, you know, mm-hmm. excommunicated, well, he's repenting. Right. He's mournful. You know what I'm saying? Welcome him back. Come on. That yeah. presents a beautiful picture, Jesus. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, Jesus is is love and he's also Lord. And we operate in that way. Um, and so we love that Jesus is is love. Aspect. That's right. He's gonna That's welcome right. us, he's gonna embrace us how we are. We come to church, we don't have to, you know, wear anything specific, we don't have to fix ourselves, we're here. Um, but he's, but when we accept Jesus, he's he becomes our Lord and, uh, and we follow his lordship. And one of the things could it be, and I'm a pastor, so, you know, I get scared every time I say this and every time I read, you know, scriptures like First Timothy 5, where mm-hmm. it says, you know, because there's a process even with elders, you know, right? Um, you know, don't, re- don't receive uh, a charge against an elder without two or three witnesses. Like, it's a process. Even Jesus has a process. Like, mm-hmm. church discipline, as, as long as... It can be discreet. It mm-hmm. should be discreet. Yeah. yeah so Jesus, there's a process. Yeah, like yeah, does that, Matthew. But leaders should be put on blast. Mm. That's that's Timothy. Yeah. He said, rebuke the elders, leaders, platform jokers in the local church, mm-hmm. but rebuke them in the presence of all so that they may fear. So leaders gonna be put on blast. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I don't I don't like how leadership in the church, they get handled 
you know, more gentler, more gentler, or with sure you know, than than members. Yeah, you know, mm. no, the leader. If anybody gonna get it, yeah, it need to be the leaders. That's mm. good. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so much more we can get to with the conversation of, know, of the process of restoration, of the process that we do of church discipline, uh, what that looks like. I mean, so much of it is a, I mean, it's it's a basis by base by base. You know, we don't depends on what's going on. Um, can I give a tidbit? Go. Sure. Of uh, since we're talking to young adults, right? Please. And I'm over here thinking of my young adult community. Um, just in general, All as them like a, on the church no, in <laughs> general, two young adult people, um, thinking of our tendencies and our, our habits. And I think like our mindsets, um, I want to give an encouragement as like a very beginning to church discipline, to accountability, to, mm-hmm. um, us calling out people is do not be afraid of that discipline when yeah. somebody calls you out to, yeah. when somebody is is in the right way coming forth with, I see this happening in your life. I see that, um, you know, you're, you're not walking according to God's, uh, standard to scripture and, and I'm, I'm, I'm here to help you like, but to change, you know, there needs to be a change. And, and I just think that somebody needs to know, don't be afraid of that. Like it's good, and especially early like on. Like don't earlier. wait to get exposed in like a yeah. crazy platform. Exactly. Uh, but practice the accountability. I, I, one of the one of the beautiful things that I think Dr. Herbert focused on a lot yesterday was uh, the crisis of foundation. When you lose crisis, your foundation. When you don't practice accountability, that's when you're walking in a dangerous path of, mm-hmm. of leading to exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah. Um, Be together, saints together. Yeah, that's, saints that's together. why we're called. I, to do I this. tell you know in my role here at church, I don't know why, but like. Sometimes if I request a meeting for, with somebody or I say I want to see you, like people get afraid and they'll be like, "Am I in trouble?" Like sometimes, right. <laughs> you know. yeah. That's why I always say, like every meeting, tell us what it's about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I and I've taken that wisdom and try yeah. try to be better about that. But but one of the things I've always tried to tell people is this: if I come to you by myself and I'm alone, I come in peace, mm. like that, like this, you and Nick, mm. and. Yeah, we may have a hard conversation, but this is a peaceful one. Like, this is one. It may, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I come to you with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> if I got my posse. Where two or three are gathered. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Like, and if then, I come to you with somebody. Yeah. The process is becoming a little more formal. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we. I, because I'm bringing this person into it because I guess we get more practical now. We're right. going to have to part two this thing. but Always. I'm bringing a person in because I don't want my judgment and my point of view to be the only judgmental mm-hmm. point of view as it relates to this. I'm bringing in somebody full of the spirit, full of wisdom yeah. to, to help evaluate this situation. So that's, good. that's a good practice. If, if you mm-hmm. know, get with people by themselves first. Yeah. That's what Jesus said. And, and then, yeah. you know. From the leader perspective, uh, to close with this, uh, you know, you talked about the young adult perspective, be, be okay receiving that discipline, which part of it is the gospel is offensive. Be okay being offended and, mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to be hard, uh, but it's going to hopefully help lead you to Jesus. From a leader perspective, um, you know, one thing you're talking about with discipline is in order to to express discipline, we got to make deposits. And that's something that Pastor Chris says a lot. Like, like make deposits in people's lives. Like, don't just be like, all right, I've been over here on this side of the room, but I see you over there. I see what you're wearing and what you're doing and, mm-hmm. and think that you can discipline that person without knowing them, like you said. And so just for, if you're a leader pouring into young adults and you're listening to this, man, like, like love on young adults, like deposit into their life. And if you desire to speak into their life uh, and let's, that's the whole goal. 
is pursuing Jesus. And so uh, wow. that, that'd be the hope. And what an episode. Prayer. So, man, that was woof. episode 12. Oof. All right. Uh, to recap, uh, we're doing pretty good in fantasy football. Uh, Ben's not doing good at all, uh, but we love him anyway. Well, I hope him. Um, and so he about to be on church. This <laughs> uh, but anyway, love you guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in for this amazing episode of the paper and podcast. Uh, and be sure to share it on your social platforms. If it blesses you, I believe it's going to bless somebody else as well. Uh, we love you guys. We'll see y'all next time. See y'all. Amen. Hey,